What's up, Reboots Tribe? Tracy Winchell here, and I've got another episode of The Change Journals. Our guest this week is Cody Johnston, and Cody is co-host of the Reckless Pursuit podcast, and he's got a brand new podcast called The Itinerant Podcast. And uh, Cody just has a marvelous journaling practice. I can't wait to share that with you. But first, let's get to know Cody a little bit. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning, my brother. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Tracy. So, where do you want me to start? <laughs> yeah, talk to me. Talk to me about uh, the the two podcasts that you do, um, Reckless Pursuit with yeah, your yeah. lovely wife Elaine, and then kind of walk me through the itinerant because that's a new thing, and you're putting in a ton of work on that. Yeah. So, uh, before I get into any of that, if you see any movement in the background, uh, my dog Doppler is hanging out, looking out the window today. So he's going to be hanging out hmm. with us today. Well, Winchester uh, so, is snoring over here, so it's good. <laughs> Doppler likes to lay right there because there's an air vent blowing up on his neck, so he loves that spot to look out the window. Uh, so The Reckless Pursuit is a podcast dedicated to giving uh, Christians a safe place to ask unsafe questions. We are geared towards spiritual nomads, to people who have been either hurt in church or have questions that haven't been welcomed in church, people who are deconstructing, reconstructing, that whole thing. Uh, and we try to address, and honestly, there's not answers for every question. That's the beauty of asking questions, right? One answer leads to 10 more questions. But we do our best to try to address some of these harder subjects to um, give people, more than anything, a community um, we have a community group called Nomads. It's available. It's on Facebook. Anyone's welcome to join. There's just a quick little questionnaire to join. But it's more or less just a place to come together to ask questions, to have community, uh, and to feel like you're not alone out there with some of these crazy questions uh, that that come whenever you start realizing that there's more to God than what we may have been taught or have received, um, especially in church circles. Now, as far as uh, that goes, my wife and I co-host it together. We started about two years ago now, going on two years, and um, you can pretty much follow our whole faith journey because we started it like the month after um, I stopped uh, full-time, or I guess really stopped pastoring at a actual brick-and-mortar church completely. So we kind of took our presence online. So it's been an interesting journey. You can pretty much document if you've had any uh, bouts of deconstruction or anything like that, you can pretty much follow it from the beginning, and I have a feeling you'll relate in some way. So my wife, Elaine, and I uh, co-host that together. And yes, I do have a podcast. It came out, oh gosh, I don't I don't number my episodes, but I'm only on like episode six or seven now. And it's a bi-weekly podcast, Reckless Pursuits Weekly. This is a bi-weekly podcast. It's called Itinerant Biblical History Beyond the Bible. And it is in the same, it's a historic podcast, but it's taking um, kind of a counter view on some of these popular things we see throughout scripture to kind of understand, well, what do these other ancient texts say about these same things? What does it look like scientifically? How could God have used science to bring apart uh, the one that I'm coming out that I've been working on today uh, that comes out later today is actually about the, the plagues in Egypt and scientifically how that actually happened. And uh, how a volcano actually tri triggered a lot of these plagues. It's just very interesting. I love learning about biblical history, so um, it's me pouring my guts out. It's very scripted. It's very campfire. has kind of an eerie vibe to it, so it's really fun if you like spooky ghost stories, but you also like the Bible. Wow. 
you 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 do put in a lot of research and effort from all sorts of disciplines on on that podcast, don't you? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work, but it's something that I do whether I'm putting it into text or not because I just love learning about that kind of stuff, so it comes yeah. easy. Well, before we dig into how you journal and why, uh, give folks an opportunity to find this wonderful content that you and Elaine create. For sure. So therecklesspursuit.com, therecklesspursuit, all one word, .com, uh, is the best place to find pretty much everything. On our homepage there, you can find links to my stuff, uh, Elaine Solo's stuff, and then everything that we put out at The Reckless Pursuit. We put out videos, we write blogs, we do email lists, we do all of that. And the very first thing you come to is our email subscribe form there. It gives you a chance to opt in. So if you want all the behind-the-scenes stuff, you can get it there. There's a Start Here page if you're going through certain types of events. There's like six key things that we talk about a lot where you can go and find our our main episodes that cover those topics. And then um, you can scroll down, click, and find all my itinerant episodes. Itinerant is nestled underneath The Reckless Pursuit as well. Or you can go to itinerantpodcast.com. That's I-T-I-N-E-R-A-N-T. It's kind of a weird word to spell. But like I said, the easiest place, therecklesspursuit.com, you can find all of that. Awesome. Well, let's let's dig into uh, uh, your journaling habit. I love to pull back Absolutely. the curtain. Um, so, so tell me, when did you begin your journaling habit, Cody? <sighs> so my journaling habit is schizophrenic. <laughs> Mine um, too. I, I have been journaling. Oh gosh, hold on, just say I can tell you really quickly. Um, I've been writing stuff down as long as I can remember. I used to write little short stories that tried to encompass my emotions from the age of like seven or eight. And they were just these cheesy little stories, but they tried to tie in something I was going through at the time. And I remember writing those, but I didn't really get serious about it until I was almost really just kind of, um, when I was a pastor, honestly, was whenever I really got into it. And uh, I'm trying to look, I have... So you're diving into your phone for for everyone else who's listening by yes, audio. Um, so you clearly um, do a lot of journaling, if not all of your journaling, in your phone, right? So I have a few different journals, and I'll pull them out real quick. I'm, I have, let's just go to all entries, and I can tell you the earliest I have in my phone. So what's the app you're using real quick? Yeah, this is day one, and I'm pretty Love certain it. you use this app as well. Yes. Okay. So the earliest journal entry I have uh, on my phone is from August 13th of 2013. So I guess, what, five or six years now, five years pretty seriously, uh, I've been journaling. I So I do a lot of my um, random notes. I have, I have three different types of notepads on my phone. All of them are journal entries. Some of them are ideas. Mm. Some of them are thoughts. Some of them are are notes from books I've been reading. I try to categorize it, but that's why I say it's schizophrenic. I'm torn between digital journaling and then I have my actual journal here. Yeah. Um, so all of my weird deep thoughts go into this and then all of my quick little jabs kind of go into this. Your quick jabs then are your phone and mm -hmm. your deep work is your physical, really nice, lovely, manly journal. Yes. Yeah, my nice esoteric universe journal here. And then I also have this thing. I haven't used this in a while, but it lays here on my desk. And this was more of like a planner journal where I could go through and mark off what I had been going through and everything. But it kind of got replaced because I started doing that more digitally as well. Cool. So 
since you've been doing this for so long, maybe you're not even aware uh, of of a uh, little boy Cody who had a problem he wanted to solve. Right. Um, you know, but you you talk about how your your journaling game has been ramped up uh, mm-hmm. as you join the full time pastorate. Um, so, are you aware of a problem you were trying to solve? Uh, little boy Cody was trying to solve, or a- at any point along your journaling journey. Sure, uh, a lot of the stuff that I wrote when I was younger was metaphorical to things I was going through. Specifically, dealing with my mom, who, uh, if I don't, I don't know which order your shows come out here, but if you haven't caught the other episode where me and Elaine were on the full uh, full length episode, I went into a lot of detail or a little bit more detail about that. Um, or if that's coming, catch it then. Uh, yeah. But, so, so just to clarify, we we did an interview last week with you and Elaine. We did a mm-hmm. reboots podcast. Uh, as we're recording this, it's late August, and I plan to to run this Change Journals episode in September, and your reboot story will come out in probably December ish. Okay. Okay, so, so yeah. then to fill everyone in, since that's not coming out yet, my mom was a uh, was a very very rough alcoholic, binge alcoholic, and so she um, she started drinking when I was about three, right about the time her mom passed away. My mom had a really hard time dealing with that. Her mom passed away at the age of fifty five from a blood clot, and uh, my mom was very young thirties. And it really messed with her. They were very close, and she blamed her mother for leaving her at a young age, and she had a lot of bitterness. Uh, There was a lot of other stuff. There was a lot of childhood hurt there as well. Um, My grandmother and (laughs) – well, at the time, he was my grandfather. Come to find out, he's not actually my grandfather, which is a whole other story. That family had a lot of affairs, and my mom witnessed a lot of those things, hence the reason we found out that he wasn't actually our grandfather. His cousin was actually my mom's dad. That family was a weird situation all the way around, and uh, I love him to death, and it ended up being really cool because I got a grandfather that cared out of the deal, but the guy who raised my mom walked out on her. Her mom passed away, and she just had a lot of bitterness, and she turned to alcohol. And my dad is a very hardworking man. He worked very long hours, 16, 17-hour shifts uh, all through the summer. Um, and so I was forced at a very young age to adapt and to almost have to raise my mom. And so a lot of my younger journaling stuff came just trying to process through what was going on or almost as a way of escape. Like I said, it was more stories or random recordings. Sometimes I would do audio journals in a little old tape recorder that my uh, grandmother gave me from her days on the police force doing undercover work. And I would Mm -hmm. literally just uh, do these little recordings or little snippets and stories to to find an escape from the reality I was in because I could kind of get lost in my own head. And so that was where that came from. Growing older, a lot of my journals were more research-based, things that I was reading, things that I was learning. I've always loved learning. I'm I'm not a history buff at all, but I'm a science buff. And so I don't, those kind of bleed together in a weird way. And I also love um, biblical history specifically, or really religious history of any kind. And so I love learning about religion. I find it very fascinating. And uh, a lot of my research and stuff would go into my journals. And then it started kind of having my thoughts. And then as I kind of went into some more 
what is, you know, the reckless pursuit is more about of deconstructing some of those old beliefs and trying to understand who God is for me. I remember uh, walking late one night in a, in a park, Burns Park, you probably know of it. Sure. And uh, I was down by the river, uh, the Arkansas River, and I was just walking late. It was like 10 o'clock. No one was out there. It was freezing cold. Uh, this was in December because God deals with me um, on New Year, but I, he knows that my attention span can't handle it. So he gives me things based on the new year. Me and him have an agreement. And uh, <laughs> I was out there. I was praying. I'm like, God, this year, I just want to see you from someone else's aspect. I want to understand who you are to to Hindus and to Muslims and to the black community and to the Asian community and to the, the Hispanic community. I started asking God to show me who he was in all these different areas and that whole year was transformative to me. And I remember documenting that throughout that year, just trying to write down all the different aspects of God I was learning. And that's really what honestly started prompting a lot of my journaling was just trying to capture these new thoughts, these new aspects, these new understandings. Wow. So would you, is it fair to say that, that journaling helps you sort out your thoughts and your heart? Or does it go deeper than that? I think it goes deeper than that. So okay. uh, I think that on the surface level, that's completely what it does. Um, I feel like maybe we had had this conversation before, but all of my thoughts come at me at once. And uh, it's a lot like a bunch of people trying to fit out the door at the same time when someone pulls the fire alarm, right? Everyone's trying to shove out yeah. the same little doorway and mm -hmm. no one gets anywhere. And so that's how my thoughts happen. I'm a person of many, many thoughts. Uh, and so journaling does help me get those onto paper. The problem I have with trying to get my thoughts onto paper with journaling is I don't know where to start. And my wife, Elaine, is always just like, just start brainstorming. Just write everything down. I'm like, no, there has to be a system. It has to be in order. <laughs> and so what I've actually started doing is turning my journaling into more of a poetic style because I find the hardest thing for me, I, I'm a person of a lot of emotion, but I don't always know how to process that emotion. Mm. Uh, I'm not the best at of understanding. And a lot of times that's what's actually clogging that doorway is understanding the emotional side so the thoughts can move freely. And so I have a journal entry and I didn't know when you wanted me to get to that, but I know we had mentioned I had I might possibly read it, but it was actually from the passing uh, when my grandfather passed away this year. And it was something I wrote down and I just allowed myself to sit and write what was on my heart, not necessarily something that was on my mind. And now when I go back and read it, it's like this new way of understanding what I was feeling in that moment that even I didn't in my, my cognitive brain know what I was writing at the time. I didn't understand what I was feeling, but the, the spiritual, the backside of me knew all along. Yeah, and and I think we were actually on the reckless pursuit as we were talking about all of that. Oh, was um, it? Okay. I think, um, and, and I'm fascinated that you just kind of went with the flow, you wrote this piece, and then you reflected on it a while later, and yeah, then months. you realized, oh, wow. So... Would you be willing to read that for us? Yeah, absolutely. I have it bookmarked here. 
Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this was... Um, and this is your physical notebook. Yes, this is what it looks yeah. like. And if you can read this, by all means, all the prompt to you. If you want to find this video, pause it, read it, because my handwriting is chicken scratch. I'm left-handed, so it smears half the time. And I intentionally write really bad in my own journal, because I know I can read it, but everyone else probably yes. can't. <laughs> I kind of do the same thing sometimes. So uh, let me see where... I want to start here. So yeah, I'll just read this last paragraph. And like I said, uh, I'm I'm a songwriter. I'm poetic. I'm just not always poetic. Most people probably wouldn't strike that up whenever I'm talking. But I love my teaching style is through um, alleg like allegory. And so I try to relate everything to something else. I try to paint a mental picture uh, to try to give someone like a tangible way to understand something, um, whether that be when I'm teaching a photography class or I'm talking on the reckless pursuit or my writings with itinerant, everything I try to tie it back to something physical that someone has seen or has heard or has smelled or tasted. That way you can kind of understand the emotion trying to be represented because that's the only way I can get it. And so this is kind of a little thing. I wrote this, uh, I want to say it's, literally like a day or two after my grandfather's passing. And the last paragraph uh, says this, the waves cover us, the rocks crumble like our emotions. Every drop of rain falls to the earth like a double-edged sword, both bringing life to the dirt and wearing it away. I am the rock and the rain. And that sounds kind of weird when I went back and read it just initially, but I just closed my journal and like that means something to me. And now going back, I realize what that saying is, is my grandfather was in a place where he was ready to go. He was in a place where he had been telling me for days, he's waiting on the day God takes him. And I realized in in just reading back through this, like two months after it happened, that I felt my emotions were those raindrops. They felt like they were wearing me away, but I knew they were bringing me life. I knew I had to deal with them. And even though it, it wears down the soil over time, it's also nurturing that dirt. It's bringing life to that soil. And I knew that through his passing, it was bringing life to my family, even though it felt like death. And it really got to me that I was like able to process through those emotions in a way that I didn't even understand in the moment. And I couldn't have done that without actually journaling. Wow. I think, I think what you may have found there is kind of one of the secret sauces <laughs> to life that um, my friend Ed says, life is meant to be enjoyed even when it must be endured. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. So tell me this. Um, we've talked a little bit about how, that that your journaling is, is you do it different things you you quick journal mm -hmm. in your phone and then you write badly um when you're processing emotions like this yeah. in your physical journal so mm -hmm. 
give me a rough outline of the the tools that you use no matter what you're doing. So we've kind of hit day one. Yeah. What are the other apps that you use? Well, uh, the first and foremost tool would be this ink pen. <laughs> I don't know what brand it is. The Looks whatever like a it is. G2. To yeah, me. that's what it is. They're great pens. Yeah. I really like that ink pen. Uh, a good smooth writing pen, as silly as that sounds, uh, is no. like revolutionary because if it's not a good smooth piece of paper and a good ink pen i'm not going to write on it because it feels like so, scratching dirt that's really common uh a, a common tool but what's uncommon for me is that lefties typically don't like the g2s because they smear they do smear a little bit but i actually have the fine tip one and so okay. uh instead of the kind of the medium tip this is the fine tip so it smears a little less um, I was. But it's use, a black pen. It's a black pen. Black? It's okay. always black for me. Um, okay. Mostly because that's what I had a box of laying around when I got these, so that's what I use. All uh, right. Good. A journal that is something that's interesting to you. Like I said, I'm very science based, so this is very scientific y looking. I don't know. I just like the look of it. To me, that's important because if you don't like the look of it, you're not going to want to have it on you. You're not going to want to mm. do something with it. As far as actual other tools I use, I do use Day One. Um, I've used Day One for since 2013, and I really enjoy it. Uh, I also use just the Voice Memo app in my phone because a lot of times I do voice journaling, <clears throat> especially when it comes to writing um, things for like music things that come to my head or ideas for podcast episodes. It's a lot easier for me to go. I'm not going to do it right now because she'll wake up. But I can ask my phone to start recording whenever I'm driving or whatever, and it'll start recording for me. So I don't have to try to type or anything like that even when I'm driving. I can just instantly grab those memos. And I believe now, I could be lying, but it may actually transcribe it for me. If not, there's an app called yes. Otter. Um Otter is a voice memo app. I use it for transcribing our episodes on desktop, but it's also a mobile app, and you can record the same way, and it will transcribe your voice. That's a great tool if you do a lot of driving to get journals out into the world, or I mm -hmm. guess out into your world, uh, into your network. Another app I've used, and I, this is an app I've used with mild success, and it's called Notability, and it's a... Uh, it's similar to all the others. It's more of a, a just a notepad type, but you can just do a lot of categories and stuff. I used to use this more frequently because, like I said, I like everything to be sorted. My problem with Notability now is I find myself spending more time sorting notes than I find actually writing <laughs> notes. Yeah. Um, and so that is the other other tool I would use. And then the last thing is just whatever scratch pad I have on hand where I can just jot stuff down. Um, but the biggest thing to me isn't really as much the tool I'm using as it is the tool at hand that I can get it out there. Because I can yeah. find it if it's tangible, if it's actually on something, if it's in something, I can at least find it. But the biggest thing is uh, just getting it on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, here's here's a, a secret for you. Mm -hmm. Day one will actually transcribe audio. Will it really? Yes. I did not know that. Up to three minutes at a time. That's hmm. that's the that's the difference. So on my morning walks with <coughs> Mr. Winchester, pretty often I'll open up my morning notes and I'll hit the record button and it, if I describe what I'm seeing and hearing then I'm thinking less about what comes next and more in the moment of mm. actually enjoying my walk. 
That's good. I've I'm uh, I adopted the uh, day one app right after it came out. Day one 1.0. And back then it did not have that functionality. And despite me having the newer version, I think I uh, have not explored its capabilities yeah. since they've updated some stuff. Well, give it a try. It's pretty awesome. I will. So tell me this. How has journaling changed you, Cody Johnston? Oh, man. How has it changed me? Uh, the biggest thing I would say is it's allowed me the freedom to process through my emotions. It's allowed me to understand myself on a deeper level. And I am a person who takes great delight in understanding things, especially myself. Uh, it's funny. I've done counseling appointments and such, and my counselor had told me that I was probably the most self-insightful person he had seen, and it made him happy because he could talk about things on a deeper way that he's normally able to talk about. I love learning about myself. I'm not scared to find a flaw about myself. Uh, I, I encourage it because the more I can improve, the better I can show Christ to someone else. And when I say improve, I'm not saying trying to get to perfection. I'm saying trying to understand who I was created to be and how I was created to interact with others. And journaling is really honestly the way that uh, I am able to do that. I, I'm a big practitioner of meditation, just simple sitting calmly, clearing my mind and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak something to me, allowing myself to speak something to me, just depending on the day and writing those things down. When you get those thoughts out of your head, whether it be writing them down or just clearing your mind, it's amazing what room you open up uh, in yourself to be able to just understand what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what's been going on. Sometimes, you know, you get angsty, you get just kind of worked up and you don't know what's going on. And journaling is an amazing way to process through that because when you start actually writing it down, you can see it. It becomes something tangible. It's not just all up here anymore. It's something tangible in front of you and you're able to begin processing through your emotions, through your thoughts, and unpacking those burdens you've been carrying along with you. And so I would honestly say that's the biggest thing with me, especially emotions for me personally, but that may not look like emotions to someone else. It may look like thoughts. It may look like baggage. It may look like uh, general stresses through the day, things that have come up that have caused you to get kind of, you know, you can start feeling your your inner self just kind of working into a knot and it just kind of helps loosen loosen that knot up so you can kind of untie uh, the mental the mental string, I guess, if you want to call it that. Would you say that journaling presents itself as an active form of meditation for you? I definitely think it plays a huge part into my meditation. Um, I'm very, I'm a little more traditional with my practice of meditation. Um, I know meditation can be reading, it can be writing, it can be anything. I'm a little more traditional, um, sit there with my legs crossed, like trying to clear out my thoughts because my thoughts are like my biggest, my best, uh, my best friend and my worst enemy. But I will yes. definitely say it plays a huge part in understanding why I meditate or why mm -hmm. I clear my thoughts or why I try to listen to the Holy Spirit or your inner self or however you want to call it that. Um, I think that it plays a gigantic part in the post-production side of things, uh, if you could call it that. I love that. So what advice or encouragement do you have <clears throat> for someone who, who is really just struggling to process thoughts and emotions and to clear, to clear your head mm -hmm. so that you can hear the voice of God? 
Number one, I'm going to give you the same advice Elaine gives me all the time, and it's <laughs> uh, it's bitter, but it's sweet, um, and that is just write it down. It's the hardest thing for someone who has too many thoughts going on and and uh, just don't know how to process, but just pick one. If you pick one and pull it out from the group, the rest will start to fall in line when you start mm-hmm. to write it down. Find the one that you find yourself going back to the most. And like, okay, a, an example, you're going through your day. Someone cuts you off in, at, a, at a stoplight. At work, your boss is nagging on you. When you get home, uh, your child is crying and you're tired and the power goes out. So you have all these things stacking up, right? Well, which one of these things is actually the one that's driving you the most crazy? Well, it started probably with that car, or it may have started with you getting up a few minutes late and having to rush out the door, and you just weren't in the right headspace to start your day. Whatever it is, pick one of those events, start working your way through them. It doesn't matter what order. You can start with, my boss was chewing me out today for a report that I filled out uh, that wasn't exactly the way it should have been. And then, well, okay, well, why did I feel that way? I was already a little worked up during that time. I was already a little bit of this. Well, why am I that? Well, because someone cut me off. Well, why did that make me mad? Normally, that wouldn't make me mad. People do that all the time. Well, I was late to get up this morning. You can start working through your thoughts when you put them on paper. The second thing is uh, don't be so concerned about the method. Um, If you're one of those people that's like, well, do I do it digitally? Do I do it uh, recording? Do I do it physical? Just try them all. Uh, keep all of them, whatever you're into in that moment. Some days I feel like jotting something down on my phone. I don't want to walk to the bedroom and grab my journal. Some days I'm sitting here and I pre-plan out of time. I'm going to write in my journal right now and I know I need that. Sometimes, like I said, it's a voice memo when I'm driving down the road and all of that is okay. It doesn't matter what method you use to get there. The important thing is getting something out there where you can have something physical to hold on to. Even if it's digital, you can physically see it. You can read it. You can take it internally as if you're reading someone else's words. And it's like you're getting to process through someone else's uh, someone else's thoughts so you can mm. better understand yourself. Hmm. So pick one thought, write it down, work your way forward or backward until you find the root cause of the frustrations. Absolutely. And then two, don't worry about the method. Just grab something write it down so that you can reflect on it later with the, on the words later. Right. Whatever method in that yeah. moment, that's all that matters. Whatever speaks that's, to you right then. That's awesome. Cody, thank you so much for your time. If someone is interested in, in getting to know you and or Elaine better, check out therecklesspursuit.com. There will be links in the show notes. Thank you, my brother. Absolutely, Tracy. Thank you. That's another edition of The Change Journals. I'm Tracy Winchell. We'll see you next time.